Hey, good evening everybody. Sean Atwood here, London-based author, activist, speaker, YouTuber. Huge thank you to everyone who has supported the channel. Going back to 2007. Huge thank you to all the people who started when we started the blog in 2004. Wow, almost 20 years now. We've got people on here who've been following my shenanigans for almost 20 years. So I do see a few people in the chat already. You've got an opportunity to ask me anything. I'll see if I can put your questions on the screen as well. Thanks to the moderators. Especially Ray J. Always a salute to Ray J. He's omnipresent. We've got Seagull in the chat. Any other mods? And shout out to McCaw, Valley Girl, Texas Gina, Terence, Ryan. Ryan, indeed 20 years. Were you there in the beginning, my friend? Just, I'll just give people a brief summary then of how all this began almost 20 years ago. I was incarcerated in Sheriff Joe Arpaio's jail, the Maricopa County jail system, charged with importing pills for raves and clubs, if you know what I mean, and facing a very long sentence. Second year, I said to the guard, how on earth do you guys get away with the dead rats in the food, cockroaches all over us at night time, guards murdering mentally ill prisoners? And the guard said, the world has no idea what happens in here and the public doesn't give a shit about prisoners. So with a tiny little pencil sharpened on my door, like a golf pencil in America or a betting shop pencil in the UK, I started to write everything down. This was 2004, Maximum Security, Madison Street Jail. My aunt would visit me on the weekends. Maximum Security, behind a plexiglass window. And I hid what I wrote in legal paperwork and old letters and books I could release to my aunt, uh, my aunt through the visitation guards. At the end of the visit, the prison guard handed that stuff to my aunt. She took them out of the jail, typed my written efforts up, emailed them to my parents in England, and they put them online as a blog called John's Jail Journal, J-O-N, so they wouldn't know it was me. My mum was afraid she didn't want us to do the blog because she knew about the guards murdering mentally ill prisoners and the house of horrors that Sheriff Joe Arpaio had created. I was moved over to SMU2 Supermax Prison, Florence, Arizona, I think it was late summer, um, 2000, was that 2002, 3, 4, no 2005 I think it was, 2005, and what happened was the BBC and The Guardian ran the blog, and it's never looked back since then, and some of you guys have been following me now for 20 years, some of you guys came about because you saw the BBC article. British blogger takes on America's Toughest Sheriff, all still online. Or the Guardian article with the cockroaches on the front page of the section that it was in. And if any of you out there wrote to me in prison, wow, you guys were like with me in spirit. I'd lost my faith in humanity after going through Sheriff Joe Power's jail and all the bloggers, blog supporters, the people who wrote, um, wrote to me, sent me books. You guys were there with me in spirit. I can't thank you enough. You helped me get through some of my darkest days. And here we are now, 20 years later. 20 years later. And we've got six co-hosts, 20 people working on the channel, podcasts going out 
many nights of the week, including tonight after this, we've got Nick Yaris, one of the best stories I've ever heard. 23 years innocent on death row. He went through hell. Gladiator, he did over, over 50 gladiator fights. And, oh, thank you, Nicholas. We all thank you for your service, 20 years. That's so kind of you. Really appreciate that. All right, there's lots of questions come in. I'm going to start scrolling through them. And I'll read your comments as well. Ziva Amrita. Hi, Sean. Hi, Ash. Hi, Sego. Hi, everyone. Greetings from the Amazon jungle. Wow. I'm banned from most countries, but I'm not banned from the Amazon jungle. Hope to get out there someday. Tootsie Wootsie, how do we reach out for advertising on the channel? You may have noticed on the podcast we have regular sponsors. And if you want to sponsor a podcast or advertise, just send me an email. Atwood, A-T-T-Wood, dot Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at hotmail.co.uk. Oh, thank you, McCaw67, Wildman2. All right, P, the big man. I said we've got six co-hosts. Presently, Wildman was a big part of my life. He came on here and the world fell in love with him when he co-hosted the podcasts. He would say anything that came into his head. (laughs) He had zero political correctness. And I think people just loved him for that. He was a breath of fresh air in this world of censorship and restrictions. Terence Seymour, can we ask questions? Terence, that is a question. But you can ask as many questions as you want. Ask me anything you want. I was on the south coast today, down near Brighton, doing a schools talk. They asked tons of questions. Sophia, hello from Southern California. I love Southern California. I was out there a lot. I had a girlfriend who's parents had houseboats in San Diego, two houseboats by the military base. We cross over into Mexico sometimes as well. Lots of wild stories of the Mexico days. All right, Tara. So Tara, what do you think will happen with Andrew Tate? So we've hosted both sides of the story. We had Dan from Romania on who believes Andrew Tate is guilty. And we had Ryan Dawson, one of our most requested guests on, who believes Andrew Tate is innocent. There's a presumption of innocence. I just want to point that out. The Romanian justice system is nothing like the American system. You don't even get privileged legal visits. They sit there and they monitor you. And I think that Primarily, going around the world, flexing his cars, his wealth, his assets. When you do that, you're going to attract even bigger predators than you. And believe me, the justice system is a predator. The justice system in every country is a predator. It's like a giant snake. And once it gets you in its grip, good luck getting out of it. And what I mean by that is, you know, I had operations in Mexico and incomes for the cops were very low. I imagine incomes for the cops, prosecutors, judges in Romania are very low. And if you live there and you're flexing wealth at the rate Tate was flexing it, you become a target for liquidation. In America, it's called civil asset forfeiture laws whereby they arrest you, they put a bunch of charges on you and tell you you're facing a huge sentence, which frightens the life out of you, and then they negotiate it down to whereby they'll let you out if you sign guilt for something or other, but they get to keep your assets. I thought I was a smart in the cops. I flew people from England and put money in accounts in their names had like a web of stock market accounts, bank accounts. So if anything hit the fan, you know, I always had that money to back me up. And 
ever since I watched that movie, Wall Street, greed is good. That became a mantra. I was a mercenary, stockbroker, and I had an attachment to money that I did not get severed from until the second year in the jail. Second year in the jail, they told me they'd got my pension. That was the last money I had. I thought I was going to get to keep it. It was in the tens of thousands. And the weird thing is, from being a kid who wanted to make millions by the age of 30 or else I was going to kill myself, to doing all that and then going in the jail and getting all my assets stripped from me, I went through a phase of pain, but then feeling release and joy and ecstasy that I completely had not expected and I wrote to my sister saying I feel like a mad monk in a cave I'm not attached to any of this shit anymore you know I was facing a big sentence getting sentenced to nine and a half years was one of the happiest days of my life the million dollar house on the mountainside did not matter the swimming pool jacuzzi did not matter the twin turbo Mazda RX-7 did not matter All I wanted to do was get my life back. And once you get detached from that material side of things, you come to the conclusion, I did at least, that happiness is in your heart and what your thoughts make it. You have control of that. And by being attached to all those material things, to drugs, sex, whatever it is, it controls you and it has power over you. And I think I've done four TED Talks now. I really expand on this stuff in my TED Talks. If you go on YouTube and put in Sean Atwood TED Talks, you can watch them at length. If that side of it, the life lesson side of it, is what interests you. All right. We've got Suze Alster. What are your favorite shows? Great question, Suze, because it's the 10-year anniversary of Breaking Bad, I believe. And I'm watching it again. I'm on season three. And I've forgotten so much of it because it was 10 years ago. It's like watching it all over again. It's it's brilliant. I've also recently watched Power. I was really gripped by Power. I'm hoping that Tommy Egan in California becomes a series. I think that would be a really good idea. I thought 50 Cent was diabolical in it brilliant actor I've, I've watched um, I've listened to the audio book The 50th Law Robert Green Robert Green is quite enamoured with 50 Cent read all of Robert Green's books that were available when I was incarcerated they were banned from prison but we smuggled them in and I was honoured to interview Robert Green last year if you've not seen that podcast it's in the playlist um, so yeah, so recently they're my favourite shows. I'm re- uh, rewatching Breaking Bad, Power. Trying to think what else. Um, my other o- Ozark. Love Ozark. You know, sad that Ozark's ended. Um, they're all up there. I'd be interested to hear what you got. You're watching, Suze, or anyone in the chat. All right, let's go. I've fallen 10 minutes behind the questions now. I'm sorry. I'll try and catch up. Oh, thank you, Ziva, for your greetings. Um, email for sponsorships. Already answered that. I've got a website, seanatwood.com. My email's on that, on the contact box. Um, this is a nice one from McCaw. Sean, you've been through a lot more than most would do in a lifetime. Oh, I really appreciate that, McCaw. Hey, Jane. Can I ask you if you know how big the problem of child transportation through the corporate business of children's services? Hey, Jane, we really were on a mission to expose that. And we got forced by this platform to take all our videos down on that subject. We do still touch on it in personal life stories, but most of our content on child transportation having to change the word there because of the algorithm is getting moved over to rumble i interviewed wallace who introduced the act the modern day slavery and beep 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 act great guy and um you know the mission of this channel has been 
to end the war on drugs, end mass incarceration, and go after these people who do what you're saying to kids, Jane. There's nothing closer to my heart because I know the damage these people make on these kids and how these kids become adults in the prison system. I lived with them for six years. They were taking heroin because they'd never been given the tools to deal with the childhood trauma of what they went through with these predators and society scorns them and they're actually society's most vulnerable people and they need help. And a way to help it would be to go out after the root cause and lock these people up who do, do these crimes to kids for life sentences and do the chemical cast thing on them as well. So yeah, Jane, I would love to do more on that. I am restricted on YouTube with that subject. All right, Angela. <laughs> Will you and Matthew uh, Steeples go on our Andrew Gold live stream? Want you guys to... <laughs> I want Andrew to tell Matthew what he thinks of Markle and Matthew can tell Andrew what he thinks of Fergie we're currently working on <laughs> we're currently working on some clips and shorts of Matthew Steekles on Fergie he was um, <clears throat> he had a little vodka prior to the to the podcast, let's say, and he went berserk on Fergie, and it was very funny. That podcast, it's the Meghan Markle Expose Part 8. He's done eight of them now in recent months. And that one, it's got a 99% approval rating, because I think, I think in most part, because of his rant, his Fergie rant. <laughs> Here's a nice one from McCaw. <clears throat> yeah, Wildman did help me a lot. He certainly did. He would have took a bullet for me in America. He often said that. Much love for Wildman. Oh, thanks, Impact. Hello from the Isle of Man. Love your lives. Did you see us on the Isle of Man, Impact, when we went there with Jamie Morgan Kane, our first podcast guest and most viral? Born on the Isle of Man and sold to a wealthy American family. Didn't realise this because he was only a baby. He's serving 34 years in California prison for a crime he hadn't committed. He came home one day and there was a corpse in his living room. His wife was in a conspiracy to poison the guy. Jamie took the fall, got her off death row and ended up doing 34 years. We took him to the Isle of Man. And it was his spiritual home. He did talks in the prison. Talks in the schools. And he's worked his way up from London to Newcastle. He's got his legal papers for the Isle of Man. He's almost back there. And I reckon he's going to be back there soon. Right. Jeff. I've got a few of your books now. Ordered off eBay last weekend. They delivered already. Just need to find a bookmark now. Appreciate that, Jeff. I've got 16 books out now. If you go on my wiki page, it lists them all quite neatly at the bottom there. And we've got a new one coming out called Sit Downs with Gangsters. This year, it's coming out in July. And it's 10 of my most hard-hitting podcast guests, a chapter on each. And then next year, we've got Sit Downs with Female Gangsters. And the year after that, we've got Sit Downs with Murderers. Approximately 10 chapters in each. Right. Are you and Jen an item? I do believe Jen is watching this. I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> I wonder if Jen's going to come in the chat now. But. We have got an announcement coming soon. I'm not going to jump the gun. So let's see what happens next. Shall we? But thanks for the question. I'm so far up the chat. If Jen's joined, I can't even see. I'm just slowly going through the questions. All right, Agent Orange. Shout out to Agent Orange. You've been with us for ages. What illegal item was the most moneymaker in Arizona jail? There was an illegal item that I blogged about and it got me in trouble. A shot caller put a green light out to have me smashed. But two Tonys, whose life story I was writing old school Italian mafia stepped in and got it squashed and that was 
rig build, as I called it. I've got to be careful because if you use terminology, drug terminology, you get punished by the algorithm. So those things that people use to, you know, put in the skin. Users of brown, for example. The brown is very common in prison. And in rig build, as the blog, I detailed how they were making homemade those. Yeah. I don't know if that would command the most money. What commands the most money is the brown. The substance that they put into their bodies. The white substance is not very common. The green substance has got too much of a smell to it. And it stays in your urine for 30 days. But the brown only stays in your urine for a few days. So definitely the brown was the most money maker. Definitely at the top. Yeah. <clears throat> OG Shadow friend of the channel for many years. We need to do a live with OG soon. We will get on that. Right. So Jay. Hi Sean. Are you allowed back in the USA now? Or was it a life ban? Jay, it was a life ban, but even my good friend, DJ Mike Hot Wheels, he got a five-year ban or a 10-year ban, and they won't let him back in either. So, yeah, ban for life from the States. And because of my Interpol record, there's a lot of countries I can't go to. I've lost gigs in China, Japan, Hong Kong. Contacted Japanese embassy, never going to let you in with a drug conviction. So, yeah. And you know, I did a school talk today, and this is one of the things I tell the school kids. You're not going to be able to travel to a lot of countries, especially America. They won't let you in. Plus, if you've got a criminal record, it's, you have a hard time getting a job. All right, um, let's go over to the next one. Jane, yeah, we've answered that one about child transportation. Um, if your van was somehow lifted would you go back to America if the ban was lifted you know what I do yoga and meditation Liam and it's my karmic duty because I put people on the road of drug use through the raves and ecstasy it's my karmic duty now to go in the schools and scare the living daylights out of the kids with all the jail stories in the hope they won't get involved in drugs and crime if I could do that in America and help restore some of the karma in Arizona, I would be happy to do it. Here we go. Aiden Star, thank you. Looking to start a career in trading. Can you recommend the best way to start a career in the stock market? Big fan. Oh, thank you, Aiden. So there's a book that I read when I was a teenager and later on when I was a stockbroker. The guy actually mentored me over the phone. His name's Stan Weinstein. The Secrets for Profiting in Bull and Burr Markets. Read that. That will give you the gist of how to detect a trend at least and give you a bit of a head start. That's the best trading book. Um, this is from Jerry Lee Radford. Sean, oh, you ledge. Thank you. I'm 22, 23 this year. And I often think how fun it would be to have a rave with you guys. Yeah, well, these days, Jerry Lee, me and Jen go sober raves. We go to places in London where um, we can get in and out by 11 or 12 at night <laughs> to get the last train home. I used to go out between 11 and 12 at night. <laughs> and, um, you know, get our dance on. And we just close our eyes and get into the music. And we also go to these, like, yoga rave things. It's called Kirtan in London. There's two or three of them on the weekends. And they start, they have a mantra and the music just builds and builds. And then there's a point where everyone just jump, jumps up and starts dancing. So, Jerry Lee, I hope you're doing healthy raves like us. Because it's just as much fun. And when you're happy in your own skin, you don't feel the need to do substances i had social anxiety that's why i was doing substances uh, let's have a look if you ever have a chance watch biology on the common 1989 on youtube the guy dancing <laughs> is my uncle wow he was oh no it's nostalgic for you to see rave hey if you generally if you go on youtube and put sean atwood rave dancing you'll see me rave dancing in my parents living room to this track and there's a point where I do, I'm bouncing around and I grab my foot from behind. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can't get to America with a criminal record. Angela, no. The stock market, I couldn't go back to that full time because I'm just not going to sit there breaking my back, watching numbers go up and down. It's not the meaning of life. Uh, the meaning of life is having the best job in the world, which is what I've got going up and down the country, interviewing fascinating people, and I'm honoured and blessed. If I could see back in 2002, 2004, Maricopa County Jail, if I could see my life now, I would just be thanking the heavens versus what I was going through at that point in time, full of despair, thinking I was never going, ever going to get released. Yes, Matt, under civil asset forfeiture law, if you get arrested in America and it's a drug case, they take all your assets, your pension, everything. And you know what? Even though I clung on to it to the last moment, hid the money, thought the prosecutor wasn't going to find it all, being sneaky, I'm glad my attachment to all that was severed. I didn't understand the burden, the pressure I've been putting myself my entire life to make money, to be attached to money, to spend it on things. When all you need is a roof over your head, food, clothes, and a nice gym membership. <laughs> Perfectly happy. I wake up, look at the squirrels, throw them some monkey nuts. So Tony's taught me to enjoy the small things. He came in my cell one day. He gave me a day in the life of Ivan Donosovic. In the Russian gulag, Ivan was being worked to death. He refused to work in the gulag. They throw you off a cliff, drag you to death by horseback or hang you from a tree. They were fighting over fish eyeballs in the soup to try and stay alive. So when anyone complained about anything in prison in Arizona... Two Tonys would laugh in their faces. In the Siberian gulag, it was raw survival. They were fighting over fish eyeballs to try and stay alive. How can you complain that you didn't get recreation on time? How can you complain that breakfast was cold? There's always someone worse off. you got to have a barometer. When things get rough, when you start to worry about things, and we all do it, kicks in from time to time. We're all human. I just think back, 2003, 2004, facing 200 years, cell full of cockroaches. I, haven't, I, did, I got no wreck for over for 14 months. My skin's turning a funny colour. I've got bed sores, skin infections, pink eye, pus coming out my eyeball. They've stopped my girlfriend from visiting me. Thought I was never going to get my life back. That was it. Rest of my life. And I just snap out of what I'm worried about. I'm late for my fitness class. Someone's upset me in some way. Go right back to that jail cell. Look where you are, Sean. And then all of a sudden, I'm just so grateful. If you've been through a hard time, use that as your yardstick. If you've not been through a hard time, read my book, Hard Time, and use that as your yardstick. And... Um, it will put, put problems in perspective. Would Why did you deal if you were getting money off your trading? Very good question. I've, wrote, I've written five books about Pablo Escobar. And at the peak of it, Roberto said to Pablo, his brother, why not we just buy our own island, kick back. We won't get killed by rivals. We won't get incarcerated for the rest of our lives. And Pablo turned to his brother Roberto and said, you want me to kick back on some boring island? I've got 10,000 people working for me. I put the president in power. It's not the money. This is the mistake. People think it is just all about the money. The money's a function of what's going on up here. And what's going on up here is controlled by ego. There's a book called Ego is the Enemy. Pablo could have lived happily ever after for the rest of his life with the amount of money he's made. They said he was worth tens of billions. But his ego would not let him stop. He was addicted to being this, having this position of power and being, you know, Mr. Cool Guy. Same for me. Million dollar house on the side of a mountain. You know, sports car. Uh, endless substances, illegal substances. Partying for days. Um, 
you get addicted to that lifestyle. And that's what happened. Money is just a part of it. Hey, Quad, good to see you, man. It's been a while. I hope you're doing well, my friend. You've been around for years as well. Many, many years. Right, we've got another Andrew Tate question. Andrew Tate has been seen online smoking cigars next to pizza boxes again like he doesn't have a care in the world because he's perceived trolling. Look, Rob, anyone who is in a serious court case where you are facing decades in prison, the lawyer, if the lawyer's worth anything, would tell them, do not do any interviews, do not take the piss, do not do any stunts online, become a model citizen of the world. Because anything you do, the prosecutors will take any kind of little clip, fractional thing of what you've said or done or portrayed and take that and present it to a jury and twist their minds against you. So he needs to have his legal team locking him down. And I think he's smart enough as well to have the good sense to get his ego in check because he looked humbled when he got out of that cell. He looked way humbled, his face. And I saw that on so many people. They come in and they go out different people and he had that transition which should be a transition into the positive he doesn't want to do anything that's going to trip him up and send him down for decades because that's what he's facing when your life's on the line you need to measure and weigh your words very carefully um spooky wants to know about the cancellation of paying cancel tax you know what spooky i don't know about that and it's probably something that I'll have to research more. Um, have I ever been to Eddie Davenport's parties? No, but I did get invited to a Dave Courtney party recently. Me and Jen got invited, and we're hoping to do part two with Courtney as well. Jean, love Breaking Bad. Right, I've gone 20 minutes behind the questions. I'm so sorry, guys. There's so many. Let me scroll faster. Um... <laughs> Angela, have you seen Alpha Dogs? Proper sad. No, I haven't seen it, but I'll put it on the list. Was I ever beaten by the guards? No, but I've seen guards um, beat people, taser people, handcuff people. I saw a prisoner. He went past my cell. He had a shank that looked like it was a foot long. And he had a towel wrapped around his head, towel wrapped around the bottom of his face. I looked out the window. Next thing, it was locked down, locked down. I think the staff, something's happened. His girlfriend had tried to visit him and the staff had prevented her and he snapped. And he's running around the prison yard with his foot-long shank. And in the end, they sprayed him through the fence, but he was still kicking off. So they lined up a team of officers with shotguns, with live rounds, and they all faced him and they counted down to 10. And we were all watching out of our cell windows to see if that, this guy was going to get executed right in front of our faces. And as it got, as the count went on, he threw his shank down and he quit. Yeah. You see a lot of heavy things out there. Um, Seagull, difficult time adjusting to tech. Not anymore, but if you look at my YouTube video, it's called um, Sean Atwood Release to Heathrow Airport, I think. And I'm all stubbled out. I look shell-shocked like I've been through some things. And on the drive from the airport, I mean, in the airport, my mum's crying, my sister's, we're hugging. But on the drive from the airport, my sister's showing me her phone explaining what texting is. <laughs> when we were running um, pills in Arizona, I prohibited people from speaking on the phones and I used pay phones and pages. So I never got caught in a serious uh, transaction because I always did them face to face. I always was skittish of technology because I knew the cops were going to get you through it. Um, Alex is interested in trading tips. Read that book I mentioned earlier. It's like learning a foreign language, Alex. P ratios, you know, uh, moving averages, stochastics, MACDs, trading volume, average daily trailing volume. Um, I couldn't, it would save me 
hours and hours to pass the information on. But definitely read that book. Also, it's crowd psychology, so I'm going to give you another couple of books. Read Charles McKay's Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. I read it as a teenager. I've read it several times. Read it again in prison. And also read, it's a short, much shorter book. It's called The Crowd by Le Bon. How the IQ of a crowd goes to the lowest common denominator. That's why you have these massive waves of greed and fear in the stock market. It's not just numbers. Thomas, I think Charles Bronson has not been released because he's become the personality that is in the movie and that he's portrayed himself as. And that personality, you've got to bow down to the system and express remorse and become a model prisoner and a good behaviour to get out. And I think he's so invested in the character he's become now that he's and he's become that person he doesn't have the, the traits and it's really sad because he does not belong to be in the prison like linda calvey she wouldn't say that she was guilty of a murder that she hadn't done so they kept her in longer if you don't bow down to the system and show remorse quite often they don't let you out all right so angela yeah angela you're learning what i'm allowed to say I know we are getting hammered by the algorithm it really does help if you like our videos and subscribe to the channel we're trying to you know we're, we're in an important mission and you think the world will be behind our mission to stop these people who go after kids but we've had the biggest battles of our lives on this channel by exposing those people as some of you know this channel was terminated twice over exposing those people. But you guys, the public, lobbied to get it back. <laughs> oh, this is a cute one. HJ, Jen Hopkins is far prettier than Sean Atwood, lol. Hey, I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Kenny. I haven't got a question. Your podcasts are perfectly, buddy. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks. We did do a survey recently asking what podcast you prefer. I think it was almost 60% like our true life stories that we've been specialised in for so long. And um, we've got one coming out in 20 minutes. And I've been waiting, waiting to get Nick Yaris on since I became friends with him back in 2016 after he was on True Geordie podcast. He was one of the ones who launched True Geordie podcast. He subsequently went on Joe Rogan. And there's a documentary about him. The Fear of 13. If you've not seen it, it's mind-blowing. But I tried extra hard with Nick to get new stories and new details out. And there's a lot of stuff in tonight's podcast you've probably never heard before. And if you're not familiar with Nick's story at all, you're in for a treat in 20 minutes when he comes on. Now, Jen is going to go full-time on podcasts. Would you like that? Put a one in the chat if you want to see Jen flying solo, not being a co-host, doing full-time podcasts. Put a two in the chat if you don't want to see any Jen podcasts. But I think I may have finally talked her into going full-time doing podcasts. She is so strong on camera. She's done a couple, two or three recently, on her own, and she's absolutely fantastic. She does have her own YouTube channel, where you can find them all on, and she's also got an Instagram. I'll put her links in the description box. So please, support what Jen is doing. Oh, thanks, hey Jay, about Wild Man, and we've got oh, a Valley Girl here. Have you had any contact with Pepsi over the last year? Valley Girl, I've got his address. If you want to write to Pepsi Watson, he would appreciate it. Send me an email. Go to my website, my contact box, or if you've got my email, send me an email, I'll send you Pepsi's address. He was going through a struggle, and he should be out. It's ridiculous that he's in there. Hi, Sean. Which guest have you been most anxious about before meeting them? Wow, I've never been asked that one before. Um, Most anxious about... Um... Well, there was a big story, wasn't there, where we did some podcasts with Darren G, and then he fell out with us, 
and he invited us back to his place and we did not know what was going to happen me and Jen went to his place in Birmingham anything could have happened that day but it was nothing but love and respect but, but we were ready for, we were ready for anything to happen alright let's see um, Dave this is the thing you know I have never ever claimed to be a gangster and I've not got, not got any control over people who put Sean Atwood XC Kingpin Gangster on the top video titles. You won't see them in my titles. I am a stockbroker gone wild, a business studies graduate who got gangsteritis. If you don't know what gangsteritis is, that's like a young person who's watched too many movies like Scarface Casino. And they start having delusions when they meet real gangsters that they're living the lifestyle. But Wild Man, my best friend from childhood, he was a genuine gangster. You know, he was offered to get the full Aryan Brotherhood membership because of the work he put in controlling the young people in um, prison. The Hells Angels invited him to the clubhouse in Arizona. The cartel in Mexico were running him around in military jeeps when I went down there. So, um, yeah, he was a real gangster. And, you know, we were partners. He was a best friend from childhood. And he could really handle himself. Yeah. If you've not seen English Enforcer in Arizona Prison, that's Wild Man's. One of the main ones. And also Wildman, when we took Wildman on True Geordie. Wildman didn't do many interviews. He um, only did about, outside of my channel, he only did two, I think. One with Helen and one with True Geordie. Check out, check out the True Geordie one in particular. It is so funny because he just says anything. Hey Robin, um, how do you stay healthy in prison? I think because in yoga it teaches you to eat when you're hungry. I was eating three or four meals a day before the SWAT team came, doing way too many loo visits, you know, if you know what I mean, ablutions. And when I got in Sheriff Joe's jail where I couldn't even eat, I lost a stone over 26 months. And I realized, this is again, I talked about getting detached from money earlier in this live stream. I went through the same thing, getting detached from food. You're dreaming about food for days on end. And you're craving food all day long. Your stomach is hurting. And it got to the point where I started fasting and stuff. And I moved through the pain and realized just to eat when you're hungry. You don't need as much food as you're conditioned to eat. You're just used to sitting down three or four times a day to have a meal. You don't need it. Eat when you're hungry. Um, hey Jim, big fan of the channel. Did you buy your subs because the numbers don't add up? on the views you get per video. So I hear what you're saying, Jim. After the channel got terminated twice, we did go down to less than a million views a month when we were riding at 10 to 15 million a month. But at the beginning of this year, we went up to record views. We did almost 20 million in January. I think we're doing four to five million a month right now. If you go on Social Blade, it is a website that shows how everybody's channels are doing. I know the idiots that tried to destroy my reputation said that would only get a thousand views on these videos, blah, 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 blah. Anyone could point out your least viewed videos. But we also get millions of views on videos, and we've had millions of views on videos um, this year. So things are way back up, Jim, from when we got terminated. Let's have a look. Um, who do you think killed JFK? That was a, well, the CIA is the enforcement arm of elite interests. And I wrote a book um, about the pilot, Barry Seal, American Made. And um, I know how they operate, these guys. Yeah, I'm convinced it was a CIA hit and the bullets came from multiple directions. Well, I interview Stephen French again. I have much love and respect for Frenchie. Would love to interview him again, but last conversation I had with him, he just wanted a quiet life. So I don't foresee anything happening unless he gets back into the uh, doing loads of stuff online. He, he had a charity for helping guys who were falsely accused of sexual assault. 
and we've got uh, f- almost five hour podcast coming out on Sunday a rave DJ was falsely accused and it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking his life was ruined thank you Quad for the super chat appreciate that <laughs> ever been in Runcorn mate come on now I'm from bloody witness oh just changing my camera battery bear with me one second the freeze frames Runcornians in the house me and Wildman used to go to pubs of Runcorn we'd go in the pubs of Runcorn get on the fruit machine we'd tell the pub owner that the fruit machine hadn't paid out and then um, they'd give us free quid that was when we were teenagers that was one of our early scams <laughs> yeah love the folk of Witness and Runcorn they are my roots let's see what we got next um, anything paranormal? All right. When I was in Supermax, SMU2 Florence, Death Row was right next door, and you do feel the energy. I also visited a Stasi prison in Germany. They had the execution of the prisoner's room, the collection of the corpse's room. Definitely felt weird energy. Um, oh, man. Jim, Danny G, opinion on Danny G of Smethic. He is my one of my podcast brothers for sure. We went on holiday with him to um, the West Country and Nuki, Nuki. If you've not seen our podcast, we're jumping off cliffs with Danny G. You will know I love my my podcast brother Danny G. He is larger than life, and if anything kicks off, he's got your back. T Bone, T Bone is getting out next year. And I cannot wait to get him on the podcast. People who've been following me for almost 20 years are well familiar about T-Bone's story. He's a US Marine. He was using his skills as a US Marine to stop the assault of the young people. Um, Zach spent a few years as a Royal Marine Commando training US Marines in Arizona, Mavi Desert, even across military. Zach, more than half of my friends in prison were ex-military. It's really sad because some of them come back with PTSD. They don't get any help and they end up self-medicating on street drugs and they end up in prison. Frankie, he was a Mexican Mafia chess champion. He was a veteran. Two Tonys, he was in the Navy. Yeah, loads of ex-military in prison. Hey, Zach, I usually go for. What kind of haircut do I usually go for? This this one. What do you think? Is, is it the Nirvana look? <laughs> Do I, do I suit this style? <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, what was it like spending time with Michael Francis? Michael Francis is super charismatic. Char- char- charismatic. Charismatic. Talk about someone who has presence without pomp and boasting and grandiosity and being loud and ridiculous. He's just polite, gentlemanly, and a fine example of a human being. Uh, I was honoured to be hosting his shows. Um, Richie Horsley is... I think he's on... on... Excuse me. Hey, Fever. I'm going to have to get some local honey down me. I think Richie Horsley is, is having a quiet life. Fulcher, I'm not sure who Fulcher is. How much does it cost to publish a book? I'm trying to write. Well, you can learn to do it yourself through Amazon. Um, There's a channel. I think it's called The Self-Publishing Formula. Watch that and they will guide you through it. Oh, thanks, McCall. That's lovely. Right, let's get some more. um, I'm almost 20 minutes behind the questions as well. Hey, we offered to uh, interview Brian Harvey, but he did decline. Um... Would love to get his story. I know he campaigns against people who harm kids as well. He's done done some good work there. Famous people. Uh, DJ Kiyoki was the most famous American DJ. That movie, Party Monster, he was featured in that. Staying healthy in prison because of the bad food. What I realized was it's unhealthy to eat too much food. And by eating less, you get healthy. And I lived off peanut butter, um, bread, crackers, peanuts... That's what I went down to. 
Bernard O'Mahony interview with the man from the Essex documentary. No, I've not seen it, but I, I'm going to try and do some more follow-up interviews on the Essex Boys stuff. <laughs> Jen Hopkins. Are you ever going to learn to cook? And when will you stop leaving your old boxes on the bathroom floor? Jen, I've never cooked. Actually, I can cook. The limit of my cooking is cheese on toast. I live off Indian food. I order a bunch of mains. I cook some bulgur wheat. And they last me for a few days. So I've got my nuts. I've got my koro. I've got my Indian food. I've got my cheese on toast. I'm set for life. That's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. And the other was, um, when am I going to stop leaving my old boxes on the bathroom floor? How would you know that, Miss Hopkins? What kind of a question is that? <laughs> um, what are the raves you got you, you go to in London? So the Kirtan, put London Kirtan, there's a restaurant that does the yoga rave that's called Om Nom. That's what we're talking about in terms of the jumping around yoga raves. If you're on about the real raves, then we've, we've gone to some of the main clubs and watched some of our DJs. Just ones that are playing earlier. They're not on at two or three in the morning. Korolova was coming over last week. She's one of my faves, but... And she did cancel, but she wasn't until three in the morning. We watched Warracles, W-O-R-A-K-L-S. He came over from France, brought a full orchestra. I think he came on about eight or nine at night, so we got home in time for bed. Loads of ones want Jen on. Oh, thank you, that. Of course, we were in discussion to have Andrew Tate on before he got arrested. Oh... Love you and Jen, mate. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Oh, I met Wildman. I went to his house and he was such a nice guy. Thanks, Router. Damage Done. Love the Damage Done. Great book. Please read it if you want a harrowing prison story. Um, back into the rave scene from Gregory. Thank you. Sean, have you been into the rave scene back in the day? Do you still like dance music? Yeah, I, you know what? I should learn to mix. Jen keeps telling me why don't I become a rave DJ. Oh, I'm so tuned into that music. I often fantasize about it. I was listening to Gieta today. Um, a 2023 uh, music festival, Miami. Two million views in two months. I was thinking I could do that. These are all the tracks I would select in my mix. Nick Yaris in the chat. We've got eight minutes to go before the Nick Yaris podcast premieres on this channel. I've spent a few days with Nick recently. Cheers to you, my brother. Gyro in Scotland. Another one of my brothers here. Talk about meeting up at Balani Gyro. <laughs> I met you, my friend, with Johnny Boy Steel. You took me on a tour of Balani Prison. You've had my back ever since, brother. Really appreciate Gyro Productions, thank you. How do you cope with the uncertainty of the future while in prison? Read Marcus Aurelius Meditations. Read Epictetus. We are not disturbed by things, but that by the views that we make of them. We control our reactions through our thoughts. Horriblest things in the world can be going on around you, but these Stoics, some of them were slaves, so they had to build a mental framework to have resolve and equanimity in the face of ancient slavery. Imagine the mindset you have to train yourself. And they've passed down the ancient wisdom. Marcus Aurelius, Roman emperor that was featured at the beginning of that movie, The Gladiator. Um, he wrote meditations and he came to the same conclusions. We are but dust in the universe. Make the most of every day. You, anyone can end up in prison over any silly little thing. Your life could change overnight like that. And until something happens or until someone you know dies, then you may appreciate life a little bit and go back to your ways, but make the most of every day. And we all need reminding this. And Nick Yaris, 
He was in my face reminding me of these things. He was saying, Sean, if you go back to your ways, I'm going to break your jaw, brother. That is how much I love you. This is going to be a great year for us. Surround yourself with positive people like Nick Yaris. It is. His energy just it fills your existence. It fills the room. and I'm still high. I'm still high. I was with Nick. What was it? Two days ago? Or was it yesterday? I'm still high off meeting him. Um... Did you ever see Witness play rugby? Yes, of course, Angela. And their mortal enemies were Warrington, the Wires. And as we got older, there was running hooligan battles and dogs set upon wild men and others running running in these, in these battles with Warrington lads. And when we go shopping in Warrington, they'd chase us sometimes. Um, Jake, I did watch that story. Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. And I do encourage people to expose those people you are talking about. I went after those people too. But I got shut down. Even ended up with a police caution over it and everything. Um, Gregory Fire. Yep. My DJs. I mentioned them earlier. My favourite DJs right now. Warracles. Jan Blomquist. J-A-N-B-L-O-M-Q-U-I-S-T. Me and Jen are actually going to go and watch Jan play at a festival in Holland. Yep. Um, just like I've exposed the Clinton crime family, Anne, there is a hierarchy of politicians who are untouchable. Nothing will happen to those people. Yet they can fall in the eyes of the public, like Clinton has done because of his association with who killed E. Um, but they're not going to spend a day in jail, those scumbags. When's Proctor's podcast coming out? It's legal stuff. Yeah, all the legal edits are done, Ed. It's coming out. On Sunday, 7 p.m., almost five hours long. Um, you're a nutter, blondie. <laughs> oh, Sammy the Volgravano am. This is a good one. I'm glad we've got this one in because there's only four minutes left before we got the Nick Yaris premiere. I have, my family and I have just done a 90-minute documentary with Sammy the Bull and his family. Remember years ago when... The troll tricked Sammy the Bull into saying he didn't know who I was by asking him if you knew this media guy in England who is claiming he met you. And Sammy the Bull saying, no, I had no clue who this guy was. Um, those people are going to eat <laughs> their words. Because they said I'd made up my entire story. This 90-minute documentary, they interviewed me, my mum, my dad. It's an American production. I told my mum, you're going to get filmed, is that Okay. She thought a couple of people were going to come to the house, James the cameraman and Joe perhaps. There was a convoy of vehicles that stopped the traffic. The house was filled with 20 people. It's a serious production. And Gerard Gravano tells the story in the documentary. Actually, I can't say. <laughs> NDA. It's coming out in the summer, people. And um, yeah, you're going to see what went down between me and Sammy the Bulls Enterprise. In all of our own words. Yep. Um, you know, uh, what I do videos on the Kingdom Cartel, I got advised by a cartel pilot when I was in prison. He said, never do reporting on active cartels. I know OG Shadow does that and I take my hat off to him. But you got to be careful with these people can get anyone whacked anywhere in the world. Just by blinking their eyes, they've got so much money. Um, let me see. Wild man told me how you just order dolls, etc. Oh yeah, Tarka doll is my absolute favourite. Oh, thanks, Red Dawn. You're amazing. Love you. you miss your podcast. Love what you do with your podcast. Sorry, um, you missed my podcast with Andrew. Um, Andrew, what happens is you know people come on the channel and they get big on their own. And there comes a time when the birds have got to fly the nest. And we wish all those people well. And we're so happy to see so many people have been on the podcast. So many of our co-hosts go on and be inspired by what we're doing here. To start their own channels. And to get quite big followings and books, etc. I've got nothing but love and respect for Andrew Gold. He just went through over 100,000 subscribers. And I urge people to subscribe to his 
channel. My therapist told me, Tash, if you've got a fear of anything, you've got to confront it head on. My fear was people, social anxiety. I lived in prison sober for six years, got out of prison, social anxiety has gone way down. Tarantulas, I had tarantulas crawling on me, no longer afraid of spiders crawling on me. Cockroaches, get some cockroaches crawling on you perhaps. I, won't, I, don't, I don't recommend eating them though. Um, will I be going to the southwest anytime soon? Alex, no, I am banned for life from America. Oh, Red Dawn, thank you about that, about me and Jen. That's so lovely. Like I said, we've got an announcement coming soon. So, Jack, the Mexican Mafia members had my back were the Arizona branch of the New Mexican Mafia prison gang that was started in California. And um, G-Dog, if you've read my book Party Time, you'll know about how they came to have my back. And G-Dog was the brother of them. I, I, I heard from G-Dog a few years ago. That's the last I heard from him. And he said that, just be careful, don't cross any lines telling the stories. And I said that I wouldn't. So, um, Yankee Yankees are asking for a collab. Send me an email. We will check that out. Thank you for the invitation. No, can't come back to the States. Um, I'm just trying to get through as many as possible now. I'm down to the last five minutes of them. Can I loan you a million? No, but please subscribe as we are marching to a million subs. Um... Quad, thank you for more comments there, Quad. Right, I'm at 756, 756, 757, 757. I'm, I'm almost caught up, almost caught up. I'm so happy. I've got through all these. Um, nearly all of them. Let's see. One minute left, one minute left. I've got to end this now. Nick Yaris is coming on. Oh, no, there's a two-minute countdown, isn't there? I've got two minutes. Two-minute countdown before the Nick Yaris podcast starts. Will I check out the Voidcast? Yes, of course. Red Dawn has guessed something there that we've not announced yet. I'm not going to say no more. Will I come to Gibraltar to do a talk, Psychedelic? Are you inviting me? Are you going to get me a gig? Yeah, we're at 8.01. I did it. I caught up with all the questions. and We were 20 minutes behind at one point. Thanks for everyone. Much love and respect wherever you are in the world. Thank you to all my co-hosts. Thank you to Jen. R.I.P. Walter. Thank you to all the 20 people working on the channel. And most of all, thank you to the viewers for all your questions tonight. This was great. And if you've not subbed, please sub. And please go over and check out the Nick Garris one now. It is 